Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Three, two, one. Let's go to space. We have ignition and we have liftoff. Rocket launches never get old, huh? We have liftoff of the Titan Centaur carrying the first of two Voyager spacecraft to extend man's senses farther into the solar system than ever before. 1977 is when this happened, and that's where we're going today. From then till now, because those two probes, the Voyagers, they're still out there, and we still talk to them. Yeah, people are like, how far away is Voyager? And I say, well, you know, 15 billion miles. All continuing to go well. This is Do You Work Here, and this week's special one, last show for our first round of jobs. We're going to NASA's JPL in Pasadena for the Voyager spacecraft. Just going to keep this going instead of the usual music as we slide into mission control, which can actually get super quiet sometimes, like when I was there. But they gave me decades of archive tape, so you're going to hear a lot of that today. You're also going to hear from a couple people who have been doing this, doing this job since the start. I work on a mission that's flying out in interstellar space, outside the solar system, and exploring space we've never seen before. (laughs) You kidding me? How's that for the email signature? That's Linda Spilker, project scientist. This is Suzanne Dodd, the Voyager project manager. Usually they reference Star Trek. Is that from V'ger? And I say, yes. <laughs> First Star Trek movie, the motion picture. We'll start with a refresh on these because we've got all different ages listening. You've probably seen pictures or models of these guys. Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. 1,700 pounds, a dish and a couple arms, basically, and cameras and science. Again, this is 70s science, but man, did it work. These are now the most distant things that we, that humans, have made. 15 billion miles for Voyager 1, and Voyager 2 is a little bit further behind, only a mere 12 billion miles away. So having a conversation with Voyager isn't a very fast thing to have happen. It's about two days round trip, and and so if I send a command, say good morning Voyager on a Monday morning, Voyager will respond on Wednesday morning, good morning Suzanne, (laughs) or good morning JPL. And it's actually pretty incredible that we can get a signal back from that spacecraft. You see, the original mission was done with years ago. The launch, 77. Jupiter, 79. Saturn by 1981. And they went up at a very specific time. What really prompted the Voyager missions in the first place was the fact that we had this special alignment of the planets. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune only happens once every 176 years. So here was our chance. So we built two spacecraft, and the plan was they'd maybe hopefully last about five years. That'd get us out past Jupiter and Saturn, and everything went very well. So Voyager 2 went on to Uranus and Neptune, the first spacecraft ever to fly by those two what we call ice giant worlds. 89 for Uranus. Took five years to get there from Saturn. 
And actually, I've got audio of the first pictures coming through. John would not get out of the way. Isn't this great? Basically, the voyagers were our eyes and ears and senses to go out close to these planets. And these planets have moons, and many of those moons were really just tiny dots in our telescopes. We got to see what each of these moons look like, what the planets look like, and really better understand how the planets in our solar system evolved and how the Earth evolved at the same time. Google assignment now, pictures from Voyager, put that in. You'll recognize these because they're famous. The last one it took, the pale blue dot, every single one of us. Back in 1990, just a tiny dot. We look like a speck of dust. Put that in, take a look at it. So speed up to today, we'll do this part now. They just keep on going and going and going. And everybody said, sure, turn off the cameras, start saving the battery, and just keep listening. They're extremely well-built spacecraft, and I, I can't emphasize that enough. Scientifically, the most important thing is to get this record of how interstellar space changes the further out we go away from our sun. Which she did explain to me, but honestly, I don't understand. So instead, what we're going to do is play you what Voyager heard. It's kind of spooky, huh? Kind of eerie. This is boosted so we can hear it, but it's vibration of gas that's out there called persistent plasma waves. It's kind of like the background noise of space. And while we're on the subject of noise, there's something on the Voyager probes that someone, theoretically, could hear just in case one of these bumps into anybody. Right, Carl Sagan had this idea, let's put a gold record on each of the Voyager spacecraft. Gold because gold is very inert and will last a long time. And on each record are the sights and sounds of the Earth, hello in many different languages, and even a little diagram on the cover of how to play the record. If you start at the outside, and then you can go on to get pictures and sounds as well, and pictures of how to find the Earth relative to sort of neighboring stars and so on, a picture of a, of a man and a woman next to the spacecraft to give people an idea of how big we were relative to Voyager. And then about 40,000 years or so, each of the Voyager spacecraft will come within a light year or two of a nearby star. It is a good idea to put instructions, because, like, what if an alien picks it up and goes, well, what the heck do I do with this thing? Uh, here's some of what's on there. Wind and rain and surf. Birds, hyenas, chimpanzees. We got Morse code, we got ships. Footsteps and a heartbeat. And then the greetings. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Hola y saludos a todos. Konnichiwa, o genki desu ka? 55 languages in all. Now, a bit of a rough patch. Something happened earlier this year. It's 2023 if you're listening to this in the future. Yeah, that whole time was pretty stressful. I was um, upset, but accidents happen. Like upset or like upset? No, I was freaking out. <laughs> See, they had sent a bad command, pointed Voyager 2 in the wrong direction, away from us, and it was lost. After 46 years, they couldn't find it. Imagine, you know, you're talking to your best friend every day, you text, you call, all of a sudden, radio silence. But then this 
funny thing happened. It got on the news, and everybody who these days loves the rovers on Mars because they think they're cute and they've got a really good social media team, everybody was like, no, not Voyager. It's all alone out there. We gotta save it. And then the other teams, people who sometimes weren't even born yet when these went up, said, clear the decks. We're gonna find it. Get all the antennas we've got. Listen as best you can for it out there in space. And then, in ones and zeros, the way they termed it to me, shout, yell as loud as we can. So we thought, okay, let's give it a try. So we sent this shout to Voyager 2, and lo and behold, it worked. Voyager 2 pointed back at the Earth and said, hey, hi, where you been? <laughs> and then you know what it did next? It just sent down more data, because it was supposed to. It was just back to its job. Listen, almost out of here, but before we go, what now, right? Well, there is a goal. It's the next big anniversary. So we've been slowly turning things off on the spacecraft. So it's a combination of less power and getting colder and then old hardware and, you know, maybe some thrusters plugging up a little bit. So there's lots of aging going on. Our 50th anniversary is coming up, you know, so hopefully in another few years we'll have one or both spacecraft make it to that 50th anniversary from launch. Uh, we think at least one will make it at least that far. And, and who knows, Voyager always surprises us. What do you think it's going to be like? I mean, make it to 50 and then after that, eventually it just kind of powers out. I think it will be initially sad, but if you go back and look at it like a celebration of life, of the life of Voyager, you'll be able to say, wow, this, is, this has been such an incredible mission and all these people were involved with it and you know, one for the record books forever. It's great to sit and, you know, kind of like look up and maybe look at the Milky Way on a really, really clear night and think, now where is Voyager? What's Voyager doing now? It's a great picture to think they're just going to travel, travel on for a very, very long time. We'll leave it there. But, uh, yeah, look up at the sky. Because Mission Control still got a desk right there. Little sign on top says Voyager. The tracker on the wall. T plus 46 years. Going for 50. Thanks for listening to this first round. We'll be back with more of these. And send me an email of what you'd like me to check out. Do you work here at knxnews.com? The L.A. area, please, because they're not going to pay for me to get on airplanes. Do you work here at knxnews.com? This has been so fun. I love that everybody loves their jobs. So we will be back soon. Stay subscribed. Won't be too long. And thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.